Hello and welcome to another VJ Oncology podcast. Today we'll be hearing from three clinicians who discuss recent trial updates presented at this year's ESMO Breast Cancer Conference, touching on the results from the Tuxedo trial, updates from Monarch E, and health-related quality of life outcomes from Keynote 355. First, listeners Rupert Barsch from the Medical University of Vienna discusses primary outcome analysis results from the Tuxedo 1 trial, evaluating trastuzumab deruxtecan in patients with HER2-positive breast cancer. TDXD is a single-arm, single-center prospective phase 2 trial evaluating the efficacy and safety of tristuzumab deruxtecan in patients with metastatic HER2-positive breast cancer and brain metastasis. And at this ESMO breast meeting, we presented the primary outcome analysis and in the intention-to-treat population of 15 patients, we have seen a response rate by RANU-BM criteria in patients with active brain metastasis of 73.3%. The secondary endpoints, we have seen a progression-free survival of 14 months at the median follow-up of 11 months and there were no new safety signals observed. Moving on to hormone receptor positive breast cancer, Paolo Tarantino from the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute presents updates from the Monarch E study, which investigated abemacyclib in patients with high-risk, node-positive, early-stage, hormone-receptor-positive, HER2-negative breast cancer. In the monarchy study, we just saw that adjuvant abemacyclib can really improve outcomes in patients with high-risk hormone receptor-positive breast cancer, which is a common population and with a high unmet need. However, what we don't know is how common this population is in clinical practice and if it has particular feature which makes it different from other populations, let's say, which with lower risk. And what we did was comparing a population based on the monarchy criteria to a population not meeting those criteria and what we found is that 11% of the patients in general in a, in a cohort of more than 5,000 patients 11% were eligible for adjuvant abemacyclib and the characteristic of this population is that they were enriching young patients with BRCA2 mutations and this has interesting implications because it means these patients might also receive Olaparib as adjuvant treatment and we also found that there were more patients with a high risk Oncotype DX score Nonetheless, most of the patients, 70%, at either intermediate or low risk. So many of these patients will not receive adjuvant chemotherapy. And in the future, I think there's going to be big changes in the way we treat these patients. Many patients might not receive chemotherapy, but do receive adjuvant abemacyclib and maybe also olaparib. Finally, we spoke with Dave Sesson from the Princess Margaret Cancer Center, who outlined health-related quality of life outcomes in patients enrolled in Keynote 355. So I had the opportunity to present on behalf of our investigators the patient-reported outcomes and health-related quality of, of life from Keynote 355. As you and your viewers are probably aware, Keynote 355 is the randomized phase three trial of chemotherapy uh, plus pembrolizumab or placebo as first-line treatment for metastatic triple negative breast cancer. In the study, uh, which showed, which has previously showed a, a reported improvement in overall and progression-free survival, has resulted in the approval of the combination of chemotherapy and pembrolizumab for patients with PDL1 greater than or equal to 10%. So today's presentation was focused on the patient-reported outcomes and health-related quality of life, which were secondary and exploratory outcomes as part of the protocol. 
And uh, what we did was to look at various health-related quality of life scales, EORTC and others, um, at and compare the uh, baseline versus later time points, uh, looking at pembrolizumab versus the, the um, placebo arms, with a specific focus on that CPS greater than 10 group, and the, the group where pembrolizumab has been shown to have a benefit. And what we observed is that uh, despite the addition of an extra therapy in this combination, so pembrolizumab plus chemotherapy versus the chemotherapy alone, there was no, no evidence of deterioration in health-related quality of life related to the addition of pembrolizumab. Thank you for listening to another VJ Oncology podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so we can continue to deliver expert-led content to you. Follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology and join in the conversation. And finally, don't forget to visit vjoncology.com for all the latest updates in the breast cancer field.